car order, it's always been car order. I strongly disagree. That's the way it is. <laughs> through the window in a nice one. <laughs> just so I could go down and uh, drink a carton while everyone punches on. Just pisses me to tears. That's the worst thing you can do. You shut up, you hack. Talking about boat ramps, this is what I wanted to get through from yeah, the what start. He said. Oh, you just made an idiot. <laughs> Welcome to Chumming Up, the spearfishing and fishing and adventure podcast that is gone to number one in West Widgee, Milford. They love us there. I am Squirrely and with me as always, except for when he's not, and sometimes even there in my heart, uh, my co-host, Lee Leewald Mitchell. How are you going? Yeah, good, Squirrels. had a good day, haven't we? Oh, it, it has been intense. I know I'm stuffed. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm a bit worn out. Well, we've had well, we've done three days actually straight. Yeah, so it's been pretty good. Yeah, it's it's been a full on. I uh, I don't know about you, but my last week and a half has been nuts. Um, onto today, which was just another level crazy. <laughs> um, we, which we'll get to. I, I think I I think we're going to start by talking about it. Uh, today we did handline fish. Four or four hundred, or we caught a four hundred pound blue marlin yep. with a hand line. Um, why? Well, I think it may have been your idea. So two days ago, we went blue marlin fishing, and we had another guy with us, Paul. What's his last name? Born. Born. Like the Born supremacy. Oh yeah. So um, he works at the local tackle shop here. And he's originally from the East Coast, knows a fair bit about game fishing. He come out with us marlin fishing. It was a real quiet day. We got a nice dolphin fish and dropped a blue marlin literally an inch from grabbing the leader. And um, there, because it was so slow, there was a fair bit of talk on the boat <laughs> about because you're from a charter background, you would like to catch a blue marlin with a hand line, having caught sailfish and black marlin before by accident. So... Yeah, it sort of come about that way, didn't it? Yeah, really. Those those ideas are just supposed to be squashed by smarter people than myself. But the the idea from there, we I we sort of worked out how we could do it or how we would do it. Yeah. And then uh, yesterday um, we went down to Ningaloo with your your family and had had a look at the. Um, uh, the former whaling station down there and stuff like that, and then had had dinner at Coral Bay and then didn't get back till ten thirty. Yeah, and then thought, yeah, we'll still just wing it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, well, we still had to. You come around at six in the morning, and we still had to load the handline, build a handline, basically put line four hundred pound mono on a handline. Yeah, load the rods and teasers and fuel the boat and everything. Yeah, I think I think the just spooling the handline had me half stuffed already, <laughs> and, and then lo- looking at what was going to be the rest of the day, I was like, "This could be intense." And then uh, we got out there with our plan in place. Yeah, uh, we we did film an intro. I, I think we both filmed an intro each. Yeah, I don't think mine's seen anything yet. I don't. I don't even know if I've got it, but but I think the whole reason was to get it out there that this was intentional. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, we were dumb enough to actually mean to do this. Yeah. The thing, the funny thing I think was I thought with a 400-pound handline you'd land the fish quicker yeah. than catching it with a rod and reel, but it was actually harder. Yeah. I, I, I thought, honestly, it was definitely going to be a lot more dangerous. Um, you know, but, I, yeah, I did think if it went deep, I'd – I'd be able to ragdoll it a little bit more. Yeah, you just pull it up. Yeah. But it wasn't the case, was it? No. <laughs> it was, like, actually quite difficult. So really, like, just so for our listening out there, we took a bit. We both had to have a crack at it and then yeah. we, like, separately, and then we both had to go, like, double-lined it, we were both pulling on it. It was, like, bloody hard to get it up. Yeah. Well, I, was, I, I started off on it and was absolutely cooked. Like, yeah. There was no... Yeah, and it broke both pairs of gloves. Yeah, it broke our lettering gloves. That didn't help. So your hands are all swollen up and cut. It's like literally a 40-plus degree day, dead flat. Yeah. You know, the carpet on the boat was even stinking hot. Yeah, that that was hot. Um, But um, the the whole day from memory, just trying to work, work it all through now. So we had, had the two teasers out. Yep. And then uh, the first fish we had up was a stripe on yep. on one of the teasers, and I, I think we got got the lure in the water that we were trying to feed back to it, but it didn't. It, it vanished pretty much straight away. Yeah. Uh, then the next one was another stripe where we were able to feed the lure back uh, to that, and it actually had uh, two or three goes at it on one lure. Yeah. Uh, moved over to the other side on the other teaser. We were able to feed it back then and had one hit on that. Yeah. Where, where it felt like like a spango, just little Yeah, just nibbling, <laughs> just nibbling on it. Yeah. Squirrelly's even saying, it's nibbling on it. Should I feed it back? I'm like, it's a plastic lure with a J-hook in it. Don't, you don't feed it back. You've yeah. just got to eat it. But he was up way, like hitting it with his bill, wasn't he? He was like whacking it or like he was barely touching it. You could see him like. Yeah, it felt like a red just sucking on the, yeah, the bait. Like just, just don't, don't strike too early. Yeah. Well, you must have struck too early because we didn't get him. Yeah. So we missed that one, which was prob- probably good in the end because I'd say we would have given up if we caught him. Yeah, but it would have been good because you could have ragdolled him because he yeah. was a striped. Yeah, that one wouldn't have been anything. Um, but then – would have been hour to oh longer probably two three hours after yeah two hours yeah yeah uh, I seen the big strike on uh, the back long law yeah long teaser yeah a- and then we were both able to see it come up <laughs> and I think the plan was to get like an eighty kilo blue. That was the hope, yeah. Yeah, the hope. Uh, there's obviously not a plan yeah. <laughs> as far as that. But this one was a lot lot bigger. Yeah, like 180. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite a big fish. We had the um, had the 80 wide Tiagra there, 130 set up, ready to go in case it was a real big one, real, real big, one we might want to weigh. And he was sort of not quite there, but he wasn't that real small one that we were hoping for. Yeah. Yeah, it was in between. It it was enough to tempt fate, um, but yeah, he was he was a hungry fish. He didn't play around, so he followed 
followed the teaser in. I fed out the hand line. <laughs> the hand line. Uh, and he went straight onto it and, yeah, barely, barely messed out. Yeah. Like, as soon as it went to the side of him, he just hit it. Yeah, he didn't even have to pull the teaser out of the water. He literally just switched straight over. It was, like, perfect. Yeah. What What were you thinking at that stage? Like, just don't stuff it up or? What? No, well, he, I, I seen him eat yep. the, the hand line lure. And um, then you sort of just started free like free spooling the hand hand line back while like turning it sideways like <laughs> hand line free spool, and I was sort of like, oh, I didn't know if they, if he was hooked properly or not with the slack line, so I'm just like pull on him a bit so I can see if he's there, but he was definitely when you pulled on him, he was definitely there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could feel that's the only thing I was thinking. Yeah, and well. then I honestly thought we'd. Roll it out in like five minutes. I thought, oh, well, now we'll just turn around, drive on him, and you just pull on him, and he won't take any line, and we'll just roll him out. Yep. But it seems to be the case that the harder you pull on them, the harder they pull back. Yeah. I, I was glad he started jumping. Like, he didn't jump straight away, which would have been cool. Yeah. Uh, but he did jump a little bit further away from, from the boat to the side. I was glad he did that because, I mean, that was sort of the whole main thing was – you know, sort of to be like lettering, but from the very start. Yeah. And um, so that that part was cool, pulling in a hand line while I was thinking, oh, I don't know about this, yeah. <laughs> while, while still getting the same jump and, um, yeah, and, and peel up. Or once I decided to lock up on him, he wasn't really peeling line. He was just sort of battling. And then, and then when he went deep, that was just another level of pain. Yeah, that was a bit of a pain in the ass. Buddy, oh, the one thing that really surprised me is when a fish is jumping on the surface, conventionally you can run it down with the boat and even if you can't keep – if the angler can't keep up with the rod, usually eventually they do and they get the belly out. But because of the 400-pound hand line, I thought we could just drive up on that fish and – you'd just pull that slack line in and be even easier than a rod. But because the 400 pounds so much more diameter, the belly was even harder So, and the speed was slower so we couldn't actually catch up on it and we couldn't avoid it going deep. It just – you just couldn't catch, get that line in quick enough, could we? Yeah. I think I should have worn cotton gloves. That would have done the trick. I don't know about just, that. Just cotton gloves, mate. I yeah. did it. I did it with all the other marlin, and they were easy. <laughs> yeah, but they were also like one twentieth of the size. Yeah, they were like 15, 20 kilo yeah. marlin. Um, but I mean, it, as insane as it was to do, and the idea of it, it is cool just to do that type of shit. I yeah, sometimes it is just so, yeah. Well, we learned a little bit, you know, like. Yeah, don't do it again. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. It was a bit dumb, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, my hand's gone down heaps now, but straight afterwards it was, like, not good. Yeah. As far as being able to do much else for the for the day. We we did put the rods back out, but yeah. I wasn't handlining a second one. Nah, and thankfully for you we didn't get any more bites. Yeah. But, um, and the same thing, just to go through, when we caught it, we got it up. On so we just tied an actual leader, an eight meter leader, and hooked lure that I had set up for fishing straight onto a four hundred pound handline, and we and that's five hundred pound leader on the lure. We did get to that, 
we pulled on that for a while, for a fair while, and then basically popped him right there at the leader. He didn't want to come right up. He was still a bit green mm. even there. So we never ended up with any footage or photos of actually holding the bill on that, but technically we got the release and – we're sort of, I suppose we're sort of half celebrating that he went line class because he was a, about a 400-pound fish on 400-pound line. Yeah, I'm, I'm tagging it. I'll tag it <laughs> for sure. Um, I, I mean, that, that's the, the thing with this, this year for bluefish or blue marlin fishing here. The, the season's been insane on the amount of fish and the size of fish and the weather. Yeah. You know, like. Uh, I don't know. It, it was cool just to do something a bit different near near the end. Yeah, well, it's sort of the time to do it. When you've got a lot of fish, which we've had this year, you, that's the time to do it. If it, you know, if it's hard to find numbers, you don't really want to be fluffing around because you haven't got to catch them anyway. Yeah. And I'm glad we had the 80-wide um, set up ready to go in case a big one come because – you know, Eddie from Peak Sports Fishing, who we've had on this podcast before, was out fishing today and they got a 500-pound black today, which is a really cool fish as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's another weird thing I know we've talked about is all, all the big black marlin we've got or I've seen when I've been fishing with you. Yeah. Have, we've been able to roll them over very quickly and they're not very stubborn at all. Yeah. But I've heard lots of people say... How, how stubborn the big blacks are. And I, I reckon it, it's probably one of those things where um, if, if you only go by your own experience, you only know half the story. Like to yeah. me, I would always say, yeah, blacks are just easier than blues, but it, yeah. it's probably not the case because I haven't caught enough big black marlin to compare. Yeah, well, that's right. I think right, but – with me and you together, what have we caught? Three or four that are around that 500 pound. There wouldn't be any really more yeah. than that. But then, you know, I suppose if you get a 700 pounder or whatever, it just could be a total different story. Yeah, that's but, it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they just, um, you know, most guys, that's what ends up happening. You hear they're, they're a bit of a marathon runner. They just keep going and going. Where blues are really tough at the start, but you can wear a blue down over a couple of hours is basically the consensus, I think. Yeah, with a hand line, <laughs> you can knock them over. Yeah, he knocked you over pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, he had me covered. Uh, I, I think part, part of that was just dancing on your deck because it was hot, and the yeah. other bit was trying to stay out of the hand line so I didn't get pulled over. <laughs> but it kept, kept, kept the day uh, pretty full on. And the week has been sort of crazy. Like I said, yesterday uh, I just stowed aboard your family trip down to Ningaloo Whaling Station and, and all through there. Um, just something probably completely different to what you'd, you'd normally do. Yeah. Know? That was pretty cool. We've, like, drove – I've only been to the whaling station by boat before – Parked in at Norwegian Bay there and then just gone aboard, like, ashore and had a look. So this time we decided to drive in there. Weren't 100% sure how to get in there. So it took a bit of fluffing around, but we got there. And um, when we got to the beach, there was a dead turtle right there on the beach and there was like lemon sharks and bloody um, little black tips patrolling, wanting a piece of that. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, I think even just the 
whaling station it, itself, just the machinery and that on, on the beach. Uh, I think it like just a cool little history thing of uh, of something that you don't really hear much about. Like I'm sure there's lots in Albany, but like uh, the fact that something so close to Exmouth had a whaling industry and stuff like that, I don't, don't know if it's a shame thing. Or yeah, it's why not, it's, it's not, not really celebrated that much. Like you said, Albany, Albany's synonymous with whaling where we had it just as much here. But you, like you said, maybe it's a shame thing the town's turning very green and, you you know, you, we, you know, I suppose they might not want to be associated with that sort of thing. Yeah, so just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, but it's oh, well, bloody it's pretty awesome. pretty cool. Yeah. Well, means it's good because you can go there and get it to yourself. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But probably the biggest thing that happened uh, was when we got to Coral Bay, a little bit of fan recognition <laughs> in, in, in the restaurant. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So so we we walk into the restaurant. Yeah. And the bloke behind the counter goes, uh, are you Lee, Lee Mitchell? Yeah, he goes, are you Lee Mitchell? I'm like, yeah. And then he's like... Oh, I'll just follow you on Instagram. You do some cool shit. And I'm like, oh, thanks, mate. You know, I think that may be, well, not maybe. That's the first time that's ever happened. You know, I've got like all of like a thousand followers on Instagram. I'm <laughs> hardly a celebrity. Yeah. But then, you know, I was standing there thinking, what about Squirly? And then I walked back in five minutes later. Yeah, this is the best bit. The cook, cook behind that guy yeah, says, oh, he's Squirly. And I'm like, yeah, that's a. About right. About time to start a turn in my way. And then he goes, hey, um, how's your dad going? Can you check on him? I used to drink with him at the pub. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I mean, the, the worst bit is I literally did a comedy show in Coral Bay two nights before. <laughs> yeah. As in, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> so the podcast is going well for, yeah. for one of us. <laughs> even even if he didn't even mention that part, nah. And like, mate, you do yeah. some cool shit. Just stop talking on that podcast, mate. Yeah. It's not worth your time. Just cut your ties with Squirly. I should have plugged it there. Should have been like, check out the Chumming Up podcast. Yeah, just personally. Yeah. And it, then um, before that, we'd got a fair bit of fishing in, or one one day of fishing. I wasn't able to do any of the other days. Definitely one day. I can't even remember the rest. Yeah, it so so you were off me fairly early because um, I had to prepare my fringe show. Yeah, that's so right. I couldn't couldn't go fishing. So that today was probably the last time I'll be able to go blue marlin fishing uh, this season. I'd say because I I head off to Fringe World after the next week to do three weeks of shows. Yeah. Um. So I mean. Pretty cool way for me to finish on that. Um, and it, it's it sort of suited the last week and a half I've had. Like it, even the comedy shows were strange. I, ha- I had a few people that did actually listen to the Chubbing Up podcast because they mentioned that, which is different. But then um, had one show in Coral Bay, which I said before, where – a family brought five people, um, or five kids. Sorry, people. I guess they're people Little too. People. <laughs> five kids. It was a mini tour with Chris Franklin. So 
we don't really say a lot of child-friendly <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't have thought so. The, the show starts at like 8.30. So that, that one was different. And then get to Exmouth and start getting heckled by a girl or by a lady in the crowd who was uh, cut off for being a bit drunk. <laughs> I'll start giving it back to her and the crowd's going on my side. And um, she's standing behind me on the way out so they can see her. And then she saw, you could sort of tell she'd run out of things to say and she just sort of stood there for a second and then just flashed her boobs at myself and the crowd and beat me in the argument with that. Yeah, you but can't compete against that. thousand hours of stand-up comedy, yep. boobs, yep. you're done. Yep. You can't do anything. No. Nah. And that, that's pretty much been my week and a half, just handline fishing for blue marlin, <laughs> hecklers you just getting their tits out, which I'll, I'll wait to see if that's a trend for 2021. Be a good little advertising for you. If it's a trend for your shows, I'd be going to more shows. If, there's, <laughs> if, I, know, if I know random girls are going to get their boobs out at your shows, we'll, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be that, watching it. That could be the best advertising <laughs> I've got. Like, Squally, is he good at comedy? I don't know, but sometimes there's random boobs. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a look. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what, what are your plans coming up? Uh, so I've got... The boys that commercial fish out of Coral Bay are at sea at the moment. They're going to come in probably tomorrow. So I'll be filleting fish for the shop for and the truck for a bit. The truck's going for a run to Kalgoorlie at Australia Day time. Yep. And then I will probably be refitting my pleasure boat a little bit, getting ready for GameX for the black marlin season. And on the 3rd of February... I'm going up north on a Barramundi trip for about 10 days, so that should be pretty exciting stuff. Oh, sick. Yeah. So, yeah, we should should have a fair bit of stuff to come. We've got a few guests lined up, a few that we've uh, missed out on that are coming on later. Um, hopefully maybe get one more in while I'm still in Exmouth. Um, otherwise, I'll be heading to Fringe World. I've got a couple guests lined up in Perth. Uh, if there's anyone doing cool stuff in Perth to do with the ocean, make sure you hit us up. Um, unless you're doing those spearfishing survivor things. Yeah. Can, can we just make a rule as a podcast? We're against it. They're just terrible. Yeah. It's like I haven't eaten in so long and I have to spear my food and it's like, mate, you're on a boat, like a $100,000 boat with an esky full of goodies. It's, yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen one. Just advertised the other day and it was like, I haven't eaten in 30 hours before I went spearfishing. I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that going to make it any more interesting? Yeah. No, it's just terrible. Yeah. Even like yesterday, my eight-year-old son, when we were talking about it, was teasing that sort of scenario, like having a laugh at it, you know? Well, because it, it has nothing to do with surviving. No. Like you don't spearfish – for survival. Like there might be some people in the world that do. Yeah. But they're doing it to feed like a village or or something like that. Like you need fresh water if you get stuck on an island. Yeah, that's right. Eat, eating is worse. And even worse than that would be using your energy to swim around in the ocean. 
yeah. sparing fish. Like I'm going to this beach for six hours today and if I don't get something, I'm in trouble. It's like, since when? Yeah. It's like watching divers play Power Rangers. Like, oh, no, I've got to spare this, otherwise, you know, I'm going to die or Zordon could take over or something. Yeah. If you don't get it, just get a Big Mac on the way home, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I don't get it. I I just want to say cooler spearfishing content. Uh, Like, uh, I think Callum Cooper put up a video, what, like a month ago? Yeah. The coolest thing I've seen. Uh, Jeffrey Head, he... Uh, posted someone else's video. Uh, this this American fella. I wish I could remember the name. I might put the link up in um, the YouTube video. Anyway, it was edited unreal. Like the footage was sick. Yeah, I'd rather people did cooler stuff, better fish, or better. Like I can't edit a video for to save me for spear fishing or anything like that. If you're good at that and you can make the video look wicked, yeah, that's a skill. Yeah, definitely. Spearing awesome fish is a skill. You telling me to use my imagination so that that situation is something that's not, yeah. that's not. <laughs> that, that's just, it just makes me angry. Yeah. Like we got reality TV that makes no sense. Yeah. Like it's not true. Stop lying. I just got on a rant here. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I caught I caught a marlin on a blue marlin on a handline. Yeah, to survive. Yeah, to survive. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Cu- couple beers and um that and some food. And we had a we had a roll from Starmark. <laughs> oh, and I had some Pringles. Yeah, and a couple of cans of Coke. Couple yeah, well you had the cans of Coke. I had yeah. the bottles of water and um a forex, really? I could have died <laughs> any stage. I don't know. Are you, you happy? Yeah, I'm pretty happy. All right. Um, I will say, if you are in Perth, uh, my comedy show Squirrely Heaps Aussie is on sale at Fringe World. Uh, tickets are getting pretty close to sold out, so make sure you move in on that. Um, other than that, keep chumming up. Stop making survival videos on spearfishing yep. and uh, get amongst it. Yep. Oh, Shit. just before we cut off, no, I, I thought I didn't have anything, yep. but I do. Because we talked about boat ramps last time with Josh, we got to the boat ramp today <laughs> and um, the guy had a hire boat and he'd wound, taken the clicker off and wound the whole rope off that you winch onto the winch post to put the boat on the trailer and then wound it on the wrong way and had to get Squirly to help him. And it was bloody hilarious. Yes. I, I will say that thing goes with the, uh, with the boat ramp bit is that I don't think what people didn't, didn't get, whatever side of the argument you sit on, if, if you do have – if you do have people struggling at a boat ramp, you know, you you should help them yeah. on that thing. Like it, it took, I don't know, probably an extra five minutes or something and um, we are able to get them up. Yeah. But pretty funny though. Yeah. Oh, it was pretty much perfect. And then <laughs> I don't know what old mate was doing with the next boat because he looked like he was about to drive down the boat ramp. The wrong way. Yeah, but it was the same dude because they they were relying on him for 
two boats because yeah. they'd all been fishing together. How bad are the other people? That's yeah. what I want to know. Yeah. They're like two other blokes and he, he's the best one you got. Yeah, you just get anyone to have a go. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just thought we'd touch on that. Nah, that's cool. All right. Um, yeah, well, cheers, Bigos. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Uh, thanks for chumming up. Thanks for Blue Marlin season that you've done. And, um, yeah, I'll either catch it before I leave or catch it when I'm back and we'll just keep chumming up then. Sounds good. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Oh, my God. What the fuck is happening right here? Dolphin in the kilo hours mouse. Holy shit. Oh, this is the best time of my life. God. What? <laughs> what? I, 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 I like going down the farm and chasing bluegills and the tummy catches.